0: Disclaimer. I am not a licensed therapist, counselor, or professional broadcaster. The following are stories from my life and personal experiences and are the property of me. There will be profanity, quite a fucking bit of it, so please keep that in mind along with adult themes and topics. Listener discretion is advised. I've always wanted to say that. I'm gonna shiver you shake and quiver you shiver you up The sand seal kiss and deliver you shiver you up I'm just a popcorn dreaming gonna redden back a buddy you up I'm gonna shiver you shake and quiver you shiver you up Hi and welcome to episode 4 of Here She Comes, Confessions of a Retired Vibrator Seller. On the last episode, I released the first chapter of my second novel, Bring Your Own Batteries, The Memoirs of a Retired Vibrator Seller. As you may recall, it was all about my first time. Selling adult toys, of course. Where did your mind go, you sweet dirty devil? On that episode, we heard about my trip to India when I was 17, where a spooky cap-wearing Pamas told me I would meet my true love have a zillion kids, and never want for anything, as long as I was able to stay away from the bad man. Fast forward, and no husband and no kids later, I am standing in front of a room of young law students sputtering to get through my first presentation as a bonafide vibrator consultant. What follows next is the rest of that life-changing evening. So get ready to put three X's in relax. Because ready or not, here she comes. Bring Your Own Batteries, The Memoirs of a Retired Vibrator seller, Chapter 2 Hi everyone, I said, clearing my throat a few times. On the fourth strain cough, I thought I might draw blood. I'm your hostess. Well, actually, I'm not really your hostess. Cindy and Max are the hosts. I'm your sex teacher? The young law students stared at me with a mixture of surprise, hesitation, and a bit of disgust. Correction, that didn't come out right. I am your sex consultant? I smiled feebly and waited for them to show excitement. They stared back as though I was one of their professors delivering a stack of failed assignments back to them. I'm Jasmine, I finally offered. Though they still look nonplussed. At least I got that part right. Who has been to one of these parties before? I asked. Three of them put up their hands. One of the girls who had her hand up screamed at the other ones who didn't. Oh my god, they're virgins! There was some nervous laughter, then all eyes were back on me. I had drafted a series of questions based on the information I had collected, some of it alarmingly shocking to me during training. I had handed out the question sheet along with the paper order form from the company to all of them when they first came in. As I attempted to go over the questions in order, the girls became disruptive and less attentive. Some of them argued with me about the semantics of the sentences. Future lawyers, I grumbled under my breath. They're trying to argue their way out of answering directly. All of them refused to believe that 60% of women had never had an orgasm. It's not true one of them shouted. I had one on the way over. The two girls next to her laughed and clinked their beer bottles. I took a deep breath. If I passed out, would they still buy things out of pity? I think we should move on, I said. I tried in vain to stick with the routine I had composed based on all of my training. I want to show you some lingerie. Why bother Jasmine, one of the girls said, her words slurring as she gulped down her second cooler. It only stays on for three fucking minutes. Point to the future lawyer, drunk as she may be. I could not think of a counter-argument. I took ten more deep breaths and watched as the stars I was hallucinating started to resemble diamond studs on a G-string. Let's just look at them, okay? There are some great deals here. No one looked excited. Not even me. I went through the lingerie displaying the items piece by piece. There were a few oohs and a couple of ahs, but for the most part, I could tell they were more excited about the avocado dip that Max brought out of the kitchen. I sensed I had lost their attention and moved to the table of bath products lined up behind me. I want to start by showing you our first product. It's a bubble bath that turns the water blue. I lifted a glass I had pre-filled with the product and mixed with water, displaying the deep blue tinted liquid. On cue to the presentation I had given in my head over 50 times before that night, I inserted an empty pause to allow them to be appropriately dazzled. No one was dazzled. One girl belched up her beer and waved the empty at me as though I should get her another. I cleared my throat. Again. This product, it's very good for dry skin, psoriasis, eczema, and has dead sea salt in it. Max was smiling proudly at me from the side of one of the sofas. Dead sea salt is, uh, it's, uh, especially good for, uh, me, uh, dry skin. I was sputtering like an idiot. I couldn't remember if the product had vitamin E oil in it or not. I couldn't remember if it was good for people with allergies or not. I didn't even dare try to think what the product number was or the cost. My brain felt like it was about to explode. A large Tyrannosaurus Rex-sized dew of sweat marched its way down my back to the top of my black pants. My armpits were starting to exude an odor not even my mother would be able to stomach, and I felt my hastily eaten supper about to come up through my throat and assault the young lawyers. It would probably be their first-class action lawsuit against someone. I was sure they'd win. I have that stuff, Max said, saving my brain from imploding. I really like it. If she hadn't winked at me like she was being paid to sponsor the product in front of everyone, I might have actually convinced someone else to buy it. I smiled feebly and put the glass of blue water down. The product is on your order form. Oh, and by the way, you can write directly on the paper. In my haste to get the party started and out of the way, I had neglected to explain anything about the company or how the parties worked. It occurred to me already 20 minutes into my presentation that there was a huge chunk of information I had unintentionally left out. Two of the girls started to talk to each other about their morning workout at the gym. The conversation was loud enough for everyone in the room to hear and enough of a distraction to allow other girls to pick up the cue and start their own mini-conversations. "'It really pays to have your own party,' I said meekly. I coughed and shot a dirty look at the two ladies who had begun talking about a personal trainer named Mitch at the gym. They couldn't be stopped. The truth is, I could hardly blame them. Mitch sounded much more fascinating than blue bathwater and a 10% discount given to the hostess for having the party.' Another behemoth drop of sweat blazed a trail down my back. Mental note. Don't wear rayon. Pit stains aren't sexy. I glanced over the table and marveled at how quickly I had lost their attention. Where had it all gone wrong? There was too much information floating around in my head. Too many facts and figures I was trying to get out all at once. I suddenly had an enormous amount of respect for Shelley. In the hour and a half of her presentation, she had at least managed to do what we were trained to do, Give the clients information about the parties, how to become a consultant, and provide succinct facts about each item on the table and its price. I wasn't even one product in and I was already covered in sweat, had forgotten all my previous instruction, and was on the verge of leaving to compose an apology email to Shelly. In 15 more minutes, I was probably going to sit down and start gossiping about Mitch too, even though I didn't know him. I muddled through another 6 or 7 products, mixing up ingredients and forgetting to say things I had coached myself on for weeks. Before I could suggest a break in the hopes of hosing myself down, before the stink of my armpits wafted into the room, one of the girls interrupted my babbling about the virtues of edible foot cream to tell Cindy to turn the television on because it was time for sex in the city. I looked down at my watch. 8.55 p.m. How had I managed to talk about absolutely nothing for close to two hours? The girls made themselves comfortable as I began to watch TV. I didn't have any hope in stopping them from watching the show. I had lost their attention completely. I surrendered to them and shelved the idea of starting a rant about how rude they were because, quite frankly, I could completely understand their lack of interest. I grimaced to myself thinking of the caricature that must be on their order form of me with dildo stuck in various holes on my cartoon body. Mental note. Karma's a bitch. How are you doing buddy max whispered to me as the girl started to laugh out loud at the show i'm a nervous wreck max touch my back i'm covered in sweat max paused and surveyed me uh no thanks i can see that buddy why are you so nervous you're doing great you're just saying that because you're my friend i suck and not in the good way that's funny you're so funny buddy don't worry you'll be fine Hey, don't you think it's a bit rude that they're watching TV while I'm in the middle of my presentation? I don't know. I think Cindy's friends are really into the show. I haven't seen much of it. I've never seen it. I'm not usually up this late. Just relax. You want something to drink? No, I want to go home. Lammy's going to laugh his head off at me when I call him tonight. I feel like I'm making a fool of myself. You're really not. Max busied herself with filling more bowls of chips and being a good hostess. I tried to figure out where I had gone so wrong. I regrouped my thoughts, took a seat on the sofa, and decided not to fight the current. I watched the episode of Sex and the City with them. As the show wound down and the television was turned off, all eyes faced back towards me again. They all seemed to share the same look of quiet desperation, watching the clock and doing their best to look somewhat engaged. I put my paper down, took the last cleansing breath my tightening lungs could bear, and made a choice. There was no turning back. I swallowed hard and felt my shoulders drop down to my sides for the first time that evening. I was a virgin until I was 30, I blurted out. I went to India at 21 years of age to have an arranged marriage but it didn't work out and now I'm dating a white guy who was heavy into weightlifting and my mother doesn't really like him. I'm not supposed to tell you guys personal stories and I'm probably going to get fired if one of you is a spy for the company but I don't care anymore. The girls sat upright. The two that had been previously gossiping about Mitch turned to face me, inquisitive looks on their faces. I suddenly had their complete attention, and I had no idea what to say next. If you were a virgin till you were 30, how do you know anything about sex products? The lawyer who had picked on every one of my questions from the questionnaire asked. Just because I didn't have intercourse until then doesn't mean that I wasn't practiced in other areas, you know what I mean? You can learn a lot when you take sex off the table. Like what, Jasmine? Cindy asked, her eyes twinkling. Oh, well, for starters, how about oral sex? We all know everything there is to know about that, right? To my surprise, every smile in the room began to fade. I felt my heartbeat accelerate. Tell me, ladies, what is the key to performing oral sex on a man? I looked around the room. The question caught them off guard. It caught me off guard. Lubrication? Cindy hesitantly offered. A few girls giggled. Yeah, lots of spit, one of the Mitch fans piped in. No, I think it's deep-throating, another one said. Can I just say I'm a bit alarmed that no one here has said no teeth? I joked. They laughed the first glorious laugh of the evening. It was like a drug. I instantly craved more. The key to performing good oral sex on a man is, are you ready for it? Enthusiasm. It's that simple. What do you mean? One of them asked. If you enjoy what you're doing, it will make a world of difference. Just ask any man. And most women just can't get enthusiastic about oral sex because ejaculate tastes like crap, vinegar, Ajax, Okay, I don't know why you just said Ajax, I joked and listened to them laugh again. The fact is that ejaculate tastes like that because it is directly linked to what he eats. I watched them absorb what I was saying. Now, I can teach you some neat tricks to avoid swallowing that crap vinegar Ajax and show you some products that can help if you're interested. They sat in front of me, pencils in hand, papers on their laps, ready to take notes and digest every morsel of information I was about to dispense. By the time the last product was displayed, it was 11.30 p.m. I thanked my hostesses and the other girls. The ones I thought I had the least impact on were the ones who clapped the loudest when I was done. I wrapped up my bag of products on display and headed into Cindy's bedroom to take my first sale. I looked around the room to find the best place to set up shop. I removed my calculator, my master copy of the order form, two pens, and the manual visa machine neatly by my virgin sales book as the first girl came in and closed the door behind her. I was surprised she wanted the privacy based on her candidness among her friends. But what did it matter? My pen was in hand, my book was ready for a big sale, and my heart was pounding in anticipation. I'm Melissa, she said, taking a seat on the chair near the desk. Did you enjoy the presentation? I asked. Oh, yes, Melissa smiled. You did a great job, Jasmine. You're going to do really well in this business. I especially like that story you told about your boyfriend. It was so funny. Well, we've all had some dating troubles, right? I laughed nervously. Yeah, Melissa said. I guess so. You're my first sale, I said excitedly. What is your full name and phone number? I have to write it on this bill. Melissa provided the information and paused over her order form, a look of discomfort on her face. She nervously twirled the long string of beads around her neck. Do you know what you want to buy? She continued to fidget. Just as I was about to ask her again, she suddenly let go of her necklace and grabbed anxiously at the sleeve of my jacket. "'You have to help me, Jasmine,' she said desperately. "'I'm the only one of these girls that's married.' "'Oh, uh, okay?' I said. Her eyes registered panic that confused me. I tried to pry her white knuckles from my arm. "'Uh, congratulations on your marriage, I guess?' No, you don't understand, Jasmine. I've been married for a year. I hate oral sex. And my husband says if I don't start giving him blowjobs, he's going to leave me for someone else. I blinked in disbelief so many times. It would be a miracle if I had any eyelashes left. We were told repeatedly in training that we were not permitted to counsel the women in the sales room. They warned us that we would be asked for all kinds of advice, but that we were strictly forbidden to say anything as we weren't professionally trained therapists. I'm actually not supposed to counsel you, Melissa. I'm not a professional therapist, you know. I just play one on TV. She didn't laugh at my lousy joke. My armpits started bubbling sweat again. Oh yeah, and there's another thing. She said, ignoring my comment and lowering her voice to a whisper. I don't think I've ever had an orgasm. I looked around the room for a hidden camera. Was this what lawyers call entrapment? Or was it a lawyer and training exercise? Or maybe it was a joke Max had set up to make sure I never forgot my first sex party. Melissa stared at me, her eyes unwavering, her expression sad, desperate, and dejected all at once. I took a moment to assess what was happening. I wanted to help Melissa. I wanted to tell her that I didn't have all the answers, but I knew that feeling I could see in her eyes, the desperate need to make yourself feel good by doing whatever it takes to make your partner happy. I wanted to tell her that it sounded like she had a communication problem. I wanted to tell her that she should rethink being with a man who would threaten to leave her if she didn't perform oral sex on him. I wanted to tell her that if she thinks she's had an orgasm, she probably hasn't but I couldn't, I wasn't allowed. So instead of saying what I wanted to say, I looked into Melissa's eyes, remembered my training and said the only thing I could. You're gonna buy something, right? Thank you for listening, and to all of those writing in to ask me who is performing the music on this podcast, well, that is the band Network, and the song is Shiver You Up. It's available on iTunes. Please don't forget to subscribe. It's free, my other favorite F-word. And to those who have done so already, you have my deep, deep thanks. You can also reach out to me via social media. You can follow me on Instagram, Jasmine underscore Aziz, on Twitter, at Jasmine Aziz, and I'm on Facebook. Or email me, jasmine at jasmineaziz.com. Until next time, remember that the best part of life is love. So be sure to open your heart to it. Because here she comes. I'm just a popcorn dream gonna back a up. I'm gonna shiver you, shake it, quiver you, shiver you up.